series, I guess. It's kind of weird, but it's true. Um, so I just want to talk about the oil tonight again. I want to talk about the anointing, but I want to talk about how the Lord is going to use us as dispensers and not just receivers. How many know that's super important? And, um, and I just felt like there was a couple things that, that the, the Lord... You know, the oil, the oil supplies God flowing in, in glory in your life, you know. It's the glory of God. We spend time in the, in the glory and we get filled. But the Lord wants to use you to, to touch people all around you. And it's not just about one or two individuals. Amen. Because what I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna show you a couple of things that that the Lord kind of pointed out to me and and I feel like most of the time <clears throat> we're good we're really good about trying to receive and God wants to shift some things inside of us. How I many know God? We just want to be open. I'm gonna I'm gonna preach the full counsel of God today, so I might I might I might hit some nerves and say, okay, ouch, I repent, and I, Lord, come and come and do what you have to do inside of me. Because the word should cut you every time. You know, I'm, I'm all for glory and his presence. But if, if I'm not challenged and constantly the Lord, I watch the Lord as he's continuing to, to bring us up higher places. How many want to be in the highest place? And we don't want to plateau. You hear me? And I mean by that, we get, we get to areas where you don't have anyone that can pull you up a little higher. And so hopefully I continue to challenge you and pull you up a little higher. All right? If, if, if I start not doing that, either you need to check yourself or check me. <laughs> all right? I'm, I'm constantly checking myself, so you'd probably be all right. But I, I really feel like we don't, I don't want to give words that just drop to the, to the ground. I want you to receive them. And the Holy Spirit wants to do something powerful in your life. And he wants to transform your life. 100%. He wants to transform your family. He wants to transform the landscape of everything you've known. And, and there is going to be, uh, in the days ahead, I believe that the Lord is going to just begin to uh, pour out in such a way. I was thinking just now, you know, while we, we don't have space up here, you know, it's like my wife's like, we better have more space over there. To, I said, don't worry, we'll have like push these all back and we'll be able to spread out and it's going to be good. But I'm just thinking about saturating the atmosphere in that building. And it was used for ministry in the past, but I'm believing we're bringing the, the, the latter rain there. Yeah? The former and the latter in, in, in one season. And so that's what I want to believe the Lord for. And, and for every one of us, we want to be dispensers of his glory and his presence. Amen? So go with me to Jack, Zechariah. Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 4. And we'll just hit a couple things. Start in verse 6. Four six through fourteen. This is actually one of my well, the whole chapter three and four favorite portions of scripture. I don't know for today. I'm just I love Zachariah because he was he is a, a prophet that sees. I like Isaiah for that reason. But I just want you to have an understanding of the context. So if we look at Zechariah and Haggai, they prophesied at about the same time. And it was about the rebuilding of the temple. And look at your neighbor and say, I am the temple. Yes, you are the temple. You are the temple. 
the dwelling place of God. And so I just want us to have a historical understanding of what that actually meant. It, again, once again, the, the history is that the, the temple was destroyed and now they're going to rebuild. Okay? And how many know God wants to rebuild your life? He wants to make it greater and he wants the glory to come in a greater way than it's ever been. You know, the, the glory visited this temple, but it, it says that, it, that now we have the great, I am inside of us. And so I just want to keep this all in context because the glory of the Lord is going to be poured out and it already is, but there's a greater measure that's coming. And so we'll just read through this. Zechariah 4, everyone there? Tell me word. Okay. So he answered me and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. And I'll just stop at Zerubbabel right there because he was a, uh, actually a, an ancestor of Jesus. He was the governor. He was the prince of the region. But he was an ancestor of Christ, of Jesus. Okay? And so we know that we, we all quote this verse, not by might nor by power. But by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts, who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? You shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundations of the temple, and his hand shall also finish it. So I just want you to see that he came, Jesus came from the lineage of Zerubbabel. So this was not only like prophetic, it was just like out of your line, we're going to see a finished work. And God had already planned this, right? And so we just want to understand that God, you know, we, we read things in scriptures, but we don't read the backstories half the time. And God wants us to get the fullness of the word, right? He wants us to grab all of the word and he wants us to, to chew on it and he says that his hands shall also finish it, and then you shall know that the Lord of hosts, he has sent me to you. For who has despised the day of small beginnings? For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord, which scan to and fro throughout the earth. Then I answered and said to him, what are these two olive trees at the right of the lampstand and at its left. And I further ans answered and said to him, what are these two olive branches that, that drip into the receptacles of the two gold pipes from which the golden oil drains? Everyone say golden oil. That is the glory of God. And it drains somewhere. It should be draining and it should be flowing out of you, not leaking out of you. It says, then he answered to me and said, do, do, do you not know what these are? And I said, no. And then the Lord said, so he said, uh, excuse me. And I said, no, my Lord. And so he said, these are the two anointed ones who stand be beside the Lord of the whole earth. Now I'm just going to pray because you all need it. All right, just put your hand up into the glory. Father, we just thank you. We just drink right now. We drink deep of the Spirit. <laughs> and Lord, we ask for your Holy Spirit to just come in strength and power. Lord, I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you that brings us deep into places that we've not understood or known. But Lord, you release glory. So Father, I ask that you just release that right now. Father, you open our eyes to truth. Just say, God, I want truth. And so I receive truth right now. I receive the anointing right now. Lord, anoint my mind, my heart. Lord, keep me awake and alert <laughs> in Jesus' name. I'm just, I'm just telling you, I know this about the Lord. He wants to pour out something fresh in your life. And I just want to start with, he is after the mountains in your life. He is after those things that get in the way of him doing his work. And this is the first thing that the prophet saw. He said, I see, he said, speak to the mountain, right? And he said, shout grace, grace. 
and the Lord's grace will help you. But I am going to just touch on a few things in, in regards to what the Lord wants to do. How many know that he wants everything out of the way and eradicated so that he can come right in? See, the king of glory is coming in. Ready or not, here he comes. I really, I promise you that, that he is coming. Uh, this is just like really what we're experiencing. And I feel like we are in, in an increase of revival. I just feel it. I didn't just feel it. I just feel like every week's a fresh wave, a fresh flow. Just the Lord is doing something powerful. And we want to be a, a, just attentive and aware of what he's doing. So when he comes, he's here right now. Listen, I'm telling you, he is not playing around. He is not. No, he wants every part of our lives and he wants every mountain, everything that obstructs light from coming towards us. Well, here's the deal. When the sun, when the sun goes behind the mountains, it does not cast light. The Lord wants, remember, Every high place made low and every low place made high so that the glory of his presence can shine on us in an amazing way. And, and I just, just go to Romans chapter 8 because I want to hit a couple things there because here's the deal. I want to watch the Lord. I want the flow of the anointing not just to come on my life in such a strong way because I'm, listen, I'm doing, we're doing business in our house. That means aside from this house, we're doing business in this house too. But I want everyone to come with us. Look at me. If there's stuff in the way, it's time to get rid of it. It's time to get rid of it. Can you shut the door? I don't know why. I'm a little distracted. Here I go again. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit is looking for us to step into not walking according to the flesh. See, here's the mountains. It's the things that we've been through that have an effect on our mind, our will, and our emotions. And God is saying, I am going to remove those things if you will allow me, but you also have to cooperate with me. Right? So just go, go to these. There's six verses, one through six. It says, not, it says there, remember this, there is now no more condemnation. Ready? For those who are in Christ Jesus. See, if I'm in the spirit, I'm not condemned. If I'm in the flesh, I'm condemned. Well, that's just truth right there, and you should be rejoicing in it. When you, when you start feeling and sensing condemnation and not conviction, there's a difference. Ready? We're going to deal with some of this because I believe this, that the Lord is trying to pour out conviction on the body, but we reject it because of teaching that's been happening in the body of Christ. If you feel bad, if something's going on, if it doesn't feel good, no, no. It, repentance should empower us. Are you hearing me? That means that patterns in our lives that we continually stumble over, God is trying to say, I am trying to eradicate those things, and the flesh has to be removed so that you can walk by the Spirit. And we all want to go, yeah, we get in church, we, yeah, we want to walk by the Spirit. And then we go out here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we're fighting our way, and, and it's like, God, you come crawling back into the house of God. No. No, I'm, I really, because God wants to rip this up and throw it out today. I believe there's going to be an arrow of deliverance today if, if, if you want it. If you want it. But you've got to want it. You've got to just take it. Because there's things that, in, there's spiritual wickedness that, and that actually tries to knock you out of, of the presence of God. There's spiritual wickedness that tries to knock you out of the spirit and into the flesh. It tries to get you thinking fleshly and in your carnal nature so that you go back to old patterns and old thinking. And God wants to break the old thinking so that you walk by the Spirit. So here's the mountain. And that's why the Lord, through the prophetic utterance of Zechariah, says, shouts of grace have to come to that. And I am doing a finished work. And he already did the work. Right? Jesus, we know this. He died for my sins. And we go back and forth. And we, we go in and out. In and out. 
I'm telling you, ready, this has everything to do with what I'm going to release at the end here. Because God wants to release. He wants you to be a glory dispenser. He doesn't want you leaking out all week and then you come in here empty. No, no, no. I know there's some of you that just love on Jesus and you come here all filled up and fired up. But I know that there's about, about 50% of the crew here just comes in like, thank God I'm back. Or you're dragging yourself here. And you have to convince you to get yourself here. Oh, look at me now. That's not the Lord. Oh, I'd rather go do this, that, or the other thing. Or, ah, I'm feeling like a nap. Oh, I didn't read the beginning of this. It says that an angel of the Lord came to Zechariah and woke him out of a sleep. <laughs> woke him out of a sleep. He was just, I don't know what he was doing. Maybe just soaking in Jesus. Who knows? You know, he's just soaking the priestly anointing. He's just hanging out. And, and the angel of the Lord comes and says, bam, wake up. And so it says that the angel of the Lord spoke to him. And so here's what he says, right? He's asking him questions. Do you know that you can converse with heaven? Do you want to converse with heaven? How many, how many really want to engage with heaven? That's good. Some of you don't even know what I'm talking about. That's okay. You'll get it. <laughs> the glory of God is there for you to engage. His presence is here for us to completely engage. There is like no other time on the planet that he is just holding back. He is not holding back. He is not holding back. He is pouring out. And look, you are a vessel. I talked about the vessels. But God wants you to be a vessel that's receiving all of who he is. And all the fullness of who he is. And he's trying to eradicate all the thinking that moves you out of the context of Jesus. Oh, I'm telling you. I get through half a verse. There is now, therefore, now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life, say that with me, the law of the Spirit of life. There is another law. We want that law active in our lives. It's the law that Jesus came to bring. He came to fulfill all things, right? And so he brought that, that made me free from what? Sin and death. And so there is death that you grew up in. There is death that you continue to have fellowship with. There is death that you continue to converse with and talk with. Yeah, it's the same as sin. But there's things that we continue to go in and out of. And it doesn't bring us into the fullness of his glory. It pulls us out. It pulls you back into the law that condemns. Mm -mm -mm. And we go through religious motions and we try and get ourselves back to God when you're already with the Lord. And so the Holy Spirit wants you to live in this place of purity and being clean before the Lord. I know you've been made righteous, but that means that we have to sow into righteousness. Mm. For what the law could not do in that it was weak. In the flesh. It was weak in the flesh. Or weak through the flesh, sorry. God did by sending. <laughs> Listen, someone's going to get a revelation. God wants to set you free, and he already did it by the work of Jesus Christ in the cross. We might not even get past the mountain today. I'm telling you, if... If the Holy Spirit would give you a revelation of this, look at me, everyone. Don't look at the, don't, I don't know what you're looking at. Look at me. Sin has no dominion over you. You only give dominion to the sin that you play with. And God is wanting to pull us out of a place where we're in walking in condemnation. 
I know what the scripture says. It says, no, there's now no more condemnation. There is if you continue to go in and out, in and out, in and out. I'm okay today. Thursday, I'm not okay. Thursday is a mess, and I just fall all over the place. Holy Spirit wants us to walk according to the Spirit. Amen? And so this, it's so crazy because it says God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. Ready? Key. Jesus came in the likeness. Oh, I thought he came in the image and likeness of Jesus, of God. Oh, he did. But there's a, there's a key that he came in the flesh and overcame sin and death so that you'd be free. It's like, ready? Just say, God, help me understand that. Because this is what the stumbling block in the whole church is right now. Really, we can't get past the reality of what the Lord actually did for us and live in that true reality. It's not even an identity thing. It's of what he did. But it's not who you are. It's what he, who he is and what he became for you so that nothing would ever, ever pull you out of the love of God again. And there is an undeniable power that's released through the blood of Jesus Christ because he crucified that flesh. The likeness of sinful flesh, he gave it over that the blood would pour out that you would be free. And that means all the things, all my things that I think that are not like God, and all my actions, because really it's all unbelief. Ready? The root of all sin is unbelief. It's the root of everything. It's the root where we question God. It's the root where we question God didn't say Oh, no, I can do that because if I do it, it's under the blood. No, no, God didn't say. He said, don't eat from the tree. Just don't eat. Don't devour. Don't eat. I feel God on that. So that you can be free because I partake of the tree of what? Life. That's the new law. He gave me a new law. It's not even a law. It's just life. But it eradicates all my mindsets that cause me to walk in sin and death and being bound. I got to hurry up a little. Not even, wow. Okay. Yeah. So God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. So he took sin, went to the bank, and got rid of it all. Pulled it all. Took a withdrawal on your, on your account and pulled it all out. <laughs> Whether you know that or not, he did that. And what he did was he replaced it with the spirit of life, with abundance, with truth. Oh, we haven't even got to truth yet. I'm not even, wow. Mercy. On the account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. He took care of it. That's why there's no condemnation. It's because of the blood. It's because of his life. It's because he was slain. And so that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in who? Oh, that's a key word. That the righteous requirement of the law might be filled in us who do not walk according to what? The flesh, but by the spirit. So how can you... Take care of the requirement. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's not by self trying to withhold. It's by the Spirit of God. And when I'm totally immersed in the oil of God and, and the Spirit of God, then I'm free 
from the law of sin and death that tries to take life from me, that tries to destroy my family, that tries to keep the, the stuff that's in the lineage of my family moving down the line, and I say no, and you say no. Just say no. Yeah, no. 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 And so that a whole lineage, come on, the royal priesthood just grows stronger. There's a, there's a new generation that's filled with the glory of God because they grow up in the glory and they're filled with the glory and they don't have to deal with the stuff that you and I had to deal with growing up in, the, in, in a totally dismantled families. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I am free. You're free. Okay, I'll just jump to six. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So again, would you rather life and peace or sin and death? I mean, it goes back to Deuteronomy. Choose today. Choose today what you want. Do you want to dwell in the old life and thinking and the curse, or do you want to deal with the, with the goodness in the land? I, I want the goodness that's in the land ahead of me. <laughs> Actually, I'm living in it right now, but you just don't know that. You haven't seen the fullness of it on me, but I, I'm telling you, I'm living in the land of promise right now, and it's only growing, and only the borders continue to grow because the more I spend time with the Lord Jesus, the the the, the the borders all just expand. Every place I place my foot, every place I go, every place you go, you bring the glory. Every place you go, you bring something fresh. You bring the oil, and the Lord's feet are on, under your feet. Come on, you stepped into Christ. Hmm. And then he goes on to just talk about, you know, the second thing I just want to hit is things that God has started and planted inside of you, they shall come to pass. See, when I get rid of all the things, when I get rid of the mountains, when, the, when I allow the mountains to be destroyed and taken down and I'm, I'm, I'm not stuck on a plateau. Like, God wants to bring you up to a higher place tonight. He wants to bring you up to a higher place tonight. It says that despise not the day of small beginnings. So here's what happens. This goes back to stewardship. As I steward the presence, right? As I steward the presence, see, he who began a good work in you shall complete it in the day of Christ Jesus. He shall complete it. Not he might, not he oops. No, he will complete it and and I'm telling you we we get hung up on the fact that we don't see everything at once listen to me listen to me listen to me listen to me God wants you to take the land in in small portions right if you can take it all at once go for it but usually God is trying to expand us little by little strength to strength glory to glory trying to pull us up higher and he's looking for us to just step in and step ahead so that he can move things out of the way as we step, right? It says Joshua, as he steps, you think you're not going anywhere, but God's already expanding things around you. You don't even see it. But then you continue to partner with the old, and it brings you backwards. So we're not doing that anymore. Look at me. Look at me. Shake your head. No, we're not doing that anymore. We're walking into the goodness. We're walking into the land. We're not getting hung up. We're not going to get stuck. We're not going to trip over anything anymore because the Lord, and, and listen, next week, if you bounce and go on your face, I'm just going to say this, get up and shake it off. Because this is the problem. We, we get hung up and we get stuck. And then, uh, I can't do anything like, like that commercial. I've fallen and I can't get up. Right? The Holy Spirit wants us to live in that place where he's doing the work inside of us. And can I say this? He is looking to expand things on the inside of you. 
Really, it's all about the inner life because if you get the inner life right and you begin to look at the Lord and you begin to behold him in a constant, continual place where he's in, always before you. If I, if I allow the Lord to always be before me and I put all these other things that get in the way, just push him out of the way. See, temptation, right? I'm just talking, it's unbelief. It's you do not believe the Lord to be Lord. Oh, I'm telling you, unbelief is the root of all sin. The Bible says it. It's in the book. And there's a pl- there, God is trying to get us into this place of such faith that I believe I'm in the land I'm living for him. I'm walking with him. And nothing, nothing, nothing gets in the way. Nothing gets in the way. So God determines the standard by how? A plumb line. Ready? The plumb line in the hands of Zerubbabel. He determines everything in your life by truth. Truth. Oh. You better write quick because get, you know, fire stuff at you. The Bible says, Jesus said these words, that I am sanctified by truth. If I don't read this, how am I sanctified? That's not a do, I got to do. No, it's just, you want to be sanctified? Truth. Devour it. Because his word is truth. That's what the second part of the verse says. So I'm sanctified by the truth, and the word is his truth. That means I don't go all of a sudden. (sighs) The spirit of truth will guide you into all truth. How many have the Holy Spirit in the room? How How many have been leaking the Holy Spirit? It's okay if you're leaking. We're going to patch up some holes today. The spirit of truth, he will guide you in all truth. This is so good. As I abide in the, in the vine, right, he, he points me in the right direction. He'll cut some stuff out. He wants things gone that are not bearing fruit in my life, right? He wants them gone. And so this other one is, you shall know the truth. Oh, there's, 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 there's the problem. I don't have a revelation of the truth. So we're going to ask right now, God, ready? Put your hands up. We're going to back up in the glory. <laughs> You're in the glory. But we're just going to ask. We're going to grab it out of the atmosphere. God, we thank you for fresh oil. God, we thank you for truth. And, Lord, we thank you for the knowledge of the truth. And I just declare over everyone in this place that they would receive knowledge of truth, whether they know what they're asking for or not. God, release it now so that we can walk in truth, so that we can abide in truth. So that we can live in the truth and live in the light. Yeah, in Jesus' name. So take it. So you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Good behavior doesn't make you free. Look at me. Me controlling. I'll just say temper. I don't really have a temper sometimes. But I'll just say it controlling my temper or controlling, I'll, I'll use my old stuff, controlling my addiction that never kept me free, controlling, trying to harness something that's sinful that God already took and he eradicated in my life. So then he says, you're free because the truth is you're free. And you don't have to do anything. You have to, yes, I read the word. I'm sanctified by the truth. I ask the Holy Spirit, God, lead me in truth. I don't, but some of you, listen to me, don't let your guard down. The Bible says, woe to those who are at ease in Zion. Mm Mm-hmm. Woe. Like those are, he's speaking to the ones that are just, these are believers these are faithful ones. These are ones that are just getting comfortable in religion. Never mind being pulled out of their old life. Right? So the Holy Spirit wants my life to be completely eradicated of everything. And he already did it. 
He did it already. He did it for everyone. He did it for people that don't even know it. That's the, that's the funniest thing, isn't it? It is. He already did it. Like the whole world could be saved. They just don't know it yet. The whole world. Like they don't know. But you know. So then you're responsible for the truth that you've been given. And God is saying, listen, no more of the funny business. You're going to walk in truth. You're going to walk by the Spirit. No more funny business. You're going to walk by the Spirit and not by the flesh. That God is going to awaken you on the inside so that you know what to do and when to do it. And how to obey. And it's not controlled behavior. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Oh, that's a word for someone. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sacrifice that. No. God says, just obey. Obey my word. God is spirit, and those who truly and purely worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I added truly and purely. But I feel like we come into a place of worship and we can, I'm just talking if I'm at home. I'm, I'm not even talking about this. I'm talking about when we come into the presence of God, that we don't come with a sincere heart. That God's looking for a sincere heart, that I come before him. And God is trying to, look at me, increase your capacity to take more. And to stay in his presence. The Bible says that Moses, was, he was with the Lord, face to face, and it says that his, his servant, oh, Joshua stayed in the glory. Stayed where God was as Moses exited. He stayed. Look at me. Just stay. Just stay. I'm telling you, God, oh, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll hold it. I'm learning. Stand, therefore, having Right? Ephesians says this. Stand, therefore, having been what? Girded with the belt of truth. The truth sets us free. If the truth is, see, where's your spirit, man? Mm, uh, it's not here. I can guarantee you that. My spirit, man's right here. And so the Bible says that he girds you with truth. And so if I have the helper who is truth he's the spirit of truth and i'm girded with truth you you can't lose but gird yourself look at me gird yourself with truth and listen if you're hearing with condemnation right now and you're thinking about your stuff right now stop it i can hear you stop you do, it's no place this is the place to receive the revelation and step into the new. Because God wants to do that for you. Love does not rejoice or celebrate in iniquity. But it rejoices in... Oh, that should empower us right there. Like, I, I feel like when I get in this place of... You see, any, no one in the room gets to be in a pity party, right? No one. Feeling sorry for yourself. No one. Just me. So, the Spirit of God will just, if, if you would just remember that, what's iniquity? Is you feeling real bad about yourself? I, I just feel like that. Like, iniquity is, yeah, it goes through the generational bloodlines. But I'm telling you, it comes from Adam. It's way back from Adam. <laughs> oh, woe is me. Ain't no one love me. I'm feeling rejected. Oh, come on, every prophet in this place. The Holy Spirit is calling for you to walk in this place of celebrating, right? Love celebrates the truth. Oh, man. And so then we see, right, he's prophesying about these two trees. Well, there were two trees in the garden, but we won't talk about them right now. But there were two trees, and they were emitting oil. They were releasing oil. And I just, I started thinking about the trees 
and how when we are planted, and this is something about a tree, right? The trees speak of the righteous, but it also speaks of being rooted and grounded in the love of God. And there's, one, there's something about, I know this about trees because I've taken out a few. I've ever, ever tried to dig a big tree, the root ball? Come on. CJ, you got the backhoe. Come on, you got to dig all around it, and then you got to get someone in there cutting that stuff out. And then maybe you get a hold of that thing and rip it out. I'm talking a big tree. But first of all, I would just want you to know that as a tree, you should be planted by the river. Planted by the river of God. And there is a tap root that goes down deep to re receive the water that goes deep. And there's also, also um, spreader roots that go wide. And that's what keeps the winds from pulling the tree up. And so here's the deal. You want to be walking in this righteousness. The righteousness that spreads out and God's word that goes deep. And God is trying to pull us into a place where we are standing as righteousness. Come on, trees that are being, you can't even bend. You might bend under, the, under the, the mercy of God. But I'm telling you, it doesn't rip you up and tear you out. And so there, there's that and then there's the lampstand, right? Because they're both in, in, in the scripture right there. It's the lampstand and the tree. The tree needs to be fed. Look at me. You need to be fed. You need the nutrients of the word, and you need the water of the word, and you need the water of the spirit. And so God is trying to get us in a place where we step into alignment and dig down deep. Look at me, dig down deep so that the Holy Spirit can touch me and overcome my life and fill me because I'm spread out. He can't, listen, when, when those roots are spread out wide, you can't push the tree over. Can't push it over. And so the lamps, again, your lampstand, you want your lamps trimmed with the oil. But this thing about the dispensary, because it shows, it shows this, it shows two, which is a witness. And here's the deal. Here's what I felt like the Lord was speaking to me, and then we're going to pray. I'm not going to be long today. You should be that one. And I know it may be prophetic of, could be Elijah and Moses. There's a list of things that these two witnesses could be, right? It's, 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 it's recorded later in Revelation 11, I believe, where the, where the two witnesses are there, and they're filled with the, oil, the, the ones that are, that are oily. Because it's talking about sons of fresh oil. And let's just get this. I'm all for sons and daughters. But when Jesus was baptized, the Bible says that there was a declaration over his life. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And the Holy Spirit came on him like a dove. And then he went into the wilderness. Empowered by the Holy Spirit to go into the wilderness. Right? There's the, the Spirit of God wants to embody you. Listen to me. The oil of God flowing through you to others. What am I saying tonight? Here's the deal. The anointing that flows comes to you and through you. We want to be anointed. Jesus was anointed. Luke 4.18, we talked about it before. The anointing breaks the yoke. But God is looking to pour out as a witness in the earth his oil to flow through your life in power. And I'm telling you, there are so many people in the church that are just receptacles. Because it shows these two right in, right in the scripture. There's those that receive and there are only two that give. Two's a witness. God wants to pour out his oil on your life in such a way. And this thing, it, it's the only place this is used. Sons of fresh oil. It means servants producing light. It's only here. 
This is the only place. Glistening when crushed. That means the oil comes because of what we've gone through. That means the oil comes because of persecution. That means the oil comes because there's pressure on us. And listen, we're living in a, in a time. You need the oil. We're living in a time you cannot survive as a believer without the oil. We're living in a time where God wants to use you to pour out the oil. It's not here. Not just here. Not just here. This is just the beginning. Right? We begin to... God wants you so confident in the flow of God coming through your life that the oil pours through you in such a way that there's an overflow that go to other people. Now, I'm asking you this right now. The Holy Spirit wants to release on you, even tonight, an outpouring of His Spirit, an outpouring of His oil, uh, uh, the, the fresh oil of God that will move and will shift things in your life. And it is the glory of God. As you get before the Lord, there's no flesh Glory doesn't come on flesh. The glory comes on the spirit. The glory comes to those who are walking in the spirit. And every believer in here, every person, how many are believers? How many are not? Put your hands up, I'll get you. Every believer in this place, God is pouring out his spirit to that the glory of God will cover you, will fill you, and will transform you on the inside. The shouts of grace, grace is because God has finished the work and it is done, but he's saying, listen, watch, look at the, all the small things I've done. Look at I've taken you place to place. I've moved you from this situation to that situation. I'm telling you, God is doing something. And sometimes we think we've come to a dead end with God. And I'm telling you tonight that God is pulling you up to a higher place than you've ever been before. And we have no reason to be discouraged. Look at me. No reason to be discouraged. No, because the Spirit of God is being poured out in this time in such a way that the glory is available. In oh, I'm telling you, I get blasted just coming here because I just re-listened to prophecies about glory. And when the Holy Spirit, it's the oil. As I spend time in the glory, he wants you to be a glory dispenser. Not just a glory carrier. Look at me. I carry the glory. Good. Pour it out. How effective is it? I'm challenging us. Because the Lord wants us to be a, a community that's filled, that the oil's pouring out. That you come to the door and the oil's pouring out. That it's happening, it's happening. Listen, I get blasted in the back prayer room with them. And then these guys, I come out here and I'm like, what is happening? It's chaos. And so it's from, it's out here and it's back there. And it's, listen, it's like, it's like the Old Testament, right? They make this, they have the right ingredients for the holy anointing oil. And I'm telling you, it can't just be Oh, good meeting, we go home. It's good. It's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Let the glory fly. Let people be strewn out all over the place. Get toasted in, in the glory. I'm telling you. You need it. No, we need to learn to drink more. No, I'm telling you. We're all serious. God's just wanting you to have a good time. Enjoy yourself. And then there's serious business to take place. But if you're getting drunk and you're going on the ground and then you're... you're you're broken over the week again? No, 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 no. No, God wants to take care of that today. And I'm telling you, there's those that are receivers. We receive, and we're good about receiving. I want more, more. You know there's more than enough. All this stuff. We're living in more than enough. And if there's more than enough, I'm telling you, just get smeared. Just get covered. You should be so filled with the glory that come Monday, oh, I, I'm telling you, 
Demons just go because you're there. Well, let's just talk about it. There's, de there's demons that God wants to deal with in this house. Well, seriously. Because if, you, if, you, if we habitually fall back into stuff, it's a demon. Oh, I got my hand on my hip. I'm just saying. And the Lord wants to take care of it. I'm telling you, I felt like there was an arrow of deliverance being released today. And that doesn't mean, oh, no, I'm not going up. I don't want to show my stuff. No, you better come up. You better come up. I'm telling you, even if there's continual sickness, it's a demon. Spirit, if it's pain, I'm getting awesome testimonies of people getting healed. It's just not finished yet. It's all right. We hit it again. Strike it again. I'm telling you, and if, if, I don't care how many times we fall, right? The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up. And so the Lord is wanting us to step into this place of deliverance and into this place of freedom where iniquity doesn't stay. Where things that are ungodly, the flesh, see, all it is, it's like, remember about the debate I was saying, you know, throwing hooks? That's all the enemy does. He just throws a little demonic thing. And your flesh goes after it. Look, it, and I'm not even talking about outward sin. I'm talking about, you know, I could throw something at you and get you completely impatient and aggravated with me. It's just pulling you into the flesh. I'm not talking about addictions or pornography or any of the other stuff. That stuff's got to go. All of it. All of it. Because the clean... Listen, he's coming to a place with clean hands, pure heart. I, like, I don't know. I felt like, wow. The Spirit of God is wanting to come like lightning. He's wanting you to be filled with all the fullness of God so that you see clearly. That you see completely clear. That there's nothing that's hidden from your sight. That's when the Word of God is dwelling in you in such a way. Hebrews 4. Or Hebrews 10.4, whatever it is. I'm probably wrong with that. But that's all right. We'll fix it later. The Spirit of God wants us to live in this place of closeness. And so, how we need light bearers today. Come on, the, the oil in your lamp is continually being filled because you're right next to the Lord himself. That's what this says here. It says that I am in the close proximity. I am on the right and the left. And he is right there in the middle. And I want to be next to him. Don't you want to be next to him? So that the power of God can move and flow. Everyone say flow. It's back to the flow again. And so, listen, there's churches. You can go to church. You can go to a nice church. This is a nice church. But you can go to a nice church where you get out in an hour and 20 minutes, maybe if you're lucky, and then just go home and it's, you, you're totally not challenged to, you know, a nice packaged message and you're good. But we want to be a place that's training people up. So I want you full. I want you not leaking. I want every hole plugged up resurfaced. I saw this bowl. Where was I seeing this bowl? Yeah, it was, the cracks were filled with gold. I was like, man, come and want the cracks in their lives filled with gold. Yeah. God wants to do that for you. He wants every place where we're kind of shaky, just fill it with gold so that the glory can come and I don't, I don't, I don't shake, I don't move back from darkness. I don't move back. Come. You're here to break the power of Satan over people's lives. And so we think a little dab will do me. Mm-mm. You need to be filled with the glory of God. You need to be filled, not just a carrier. Let's see how much I can get 
over here without spilling. No, you should be spilling all over the place. Right? Remember those races, right? They got the cops trying to get across. No, 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 no. We're trying to be filled and spill everywhere because the flow never stops. His flow over your, night, over your life will never stop. And so we have to be, listen, we need to produce light and not just smoke. I don't know. I wrote that down. Like, do we have fire or are we just a campfire that's kind of going out? Getting a little smoky, right? Every time I'm near a fire, it's the smoke comes near me, right? Unless there's a lot of wood on it. Unless there's a lot of oil on it. I don't want to puff. Right? And so... You need to be born in the presence of God. I know. You were born from above, right? That's what happens. When you're born again, you're born from above. You know that? Everyone knows that. Now you know that. You're born from above. That means you don't do the low-lying stuff. You come into the glory and you, you live in the glory and then you produce light. And so servants, right, my heart is like a servant. I just want to serve the Lord. I just want to do what he says. I'm a bond servant, so I've already, I've already got my ear pierced. It's already against the wall, and, it, and I've pierced my ear because I don't want another master. I just want him as my master. I want him to be the one that is always with me, that's right next to me, and the oil from him flows to me, and it flows everywhere else. And so I will be in a race with you to see how close I can get to Jesus. Come on. That's the only competition there should be in the kingdom. I'm close. I'm just really, really close with the Lord. Come on. My desire to get next to him can never push you out because he's always there. He's there next to you. And so there was, there was just an amazing... I just feel like the Lord wants... He doesn't want puffs of smoke. Like we want a blazing fire. We want the oil that's pure. We want the fire of God that's burning bright. And broken lives need to be touched. Right? And so you, you are called to express the burning fire of the gospel. The burning fire of the gospel. Not be like tepid water. No. Flowing. Moving. Right? And so the crushing and the pressing, ready? Because what happens is when you say, God, come, look at me. When you say, God, come, he comes and weighs on you. Guess what the glory does? It weighs on you. When you get in the glory, how many have been in the glory? I've been in places where I can't get out of the seat because it's been so thick on me. And I'm telling you, I've been in places where the light of God just comes in such a way that, that I can't get off. When we got hit by the angel, that prosperity angel, I basically felt an angel pushing me on the ground. I wasn't getting up. Oh, that was a glory angel. It was, I promise you. It was pushing me, like, painfully. Now, that's just... That's a spiritual manifestation of an angel. And there's angels all over this place tonight, so watch out. But the glory of God was pushing, and everyone in this room, God's done things, and he's moving you into a position so that you can be pressed and crushed under the glory. If you want to be. See, because there's, there's something, there's, there's so many... Uh, there's so many things that are watching, even in the body of Christ... There's so many people that are not caring. They've got worldwide ministries, that, and I'm, I'm judging. Yes, I'm judging by fruit. But God is looking for someone to just pour out and press and squish the glory, the oil, the pressing. Where was Jesus before he, it, it was in the Garden of Gethsemane. It was the place of crushing. It was the place where the olive oil was produced. It was the place where he was crushed and pushed 
that he could, he could carry the weight that we, were to, that we were to take, and I don't have to take it, and you don't have to take it, but he took it. And so you are the temple. Look at me. We are ending with this scripture. You are the temple. You are God's temple. Ezekiel 43, 4 and 5. Yeah. Oh, my God is right. I go into the back prayer room, and this girl over here, she's talking this scripture, and I'm like, what is going on? Ready? So if you've been distracted, get ready, because you're about to get hit. If, it all, if this is just the exclamation point for the night, that's okay. 43, verse 4. Look at your neighbor and say, you are the temple. And tell your neighbor to wake up if they're sleeping. It's time because the anointing is going to hit the room and you don't want to miss it. It says, and the glory of the Lord came into the temple by the way of the east gate. Or by the way, by the gate which faces towards the east. And the spirit lifted me up and brought me into the inner court. And behold, the glory of the Lord filled the temple. You say, what does that have to do with anything? I'm telling you, God, Zerubbabel, and Zechariah, and Joshua, there's a priesthood, there's a prophet, prophetic ministry, <laughs> and there's an apostolic ministry that's raising up, right? And you are, you are the temple. You are the temple with, with this is being prophesied. The Bible says that he was, he was actually, Ezekiel was lifted up. God is moving in such a way that you should feel tangible heaven in this place. You should feel tangible heaven when you go to your prayer closet and you begin to look for the Lord and you begin to seek for the Lord and he shows up and manifests himself to you in a powerful way where your tangible anointing is there and the oil is being poured out. There is no place that we can go that we can hide from the Lord. But I am telling you the glory that came to fill the temple in Ezekiel, chapter 43 right here, is the same glory that's coming to you tonight. That the, that the outpouring of his presence, he does not want you to be a receptacle, just a receiver. Look it. We have to receive. We have to position ourselves to take. Abide. Lord, let your fire come. Let your oil come. But then he, he I'm telling you tonight, He's going to eradicate, and I want those people first. Mm. I want the people that have been struggling, and if, and if you need to be in a place where you're ready to say, all right, I don't care what I look like in front of everyone else. Hear me? I don't care what, I, I, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what I look like. And God wants to put, because if we don't get into this position, if we don't posture ourselves in a place where we can be transparent in front of the community. Come on. He comes to the place where, where those are contrite and humble. It's not embarrassment. And, then, and I already went over Romans 8. So there is no condemnation. Because listen, everyone in this room struggled with something. Everyone, every person in this room has struggled in some way, shape, or form. And we should have a freedom to be able to come forward and get touched by the, by the power of God. Or, and you think, oh, no, I can do it here. Uh, I, think, I think that the Lord wants us to come and be transparent. And I'm not calling anyone's stuff out. <laughs> right? Yeah, we hope so. The Lord wants to touch and eradicate those areas that we've been struggling with. And when I say this, Joe came to me and said, I see you pulling the arrow, the, the bow back and just let the arrow fly. He didn't know I was thinking of an arrow de of deliverance. So there's a confirming word for tonight. That it, I don't care what you struggle with. It can be con condemning thoughts. It can be as simple as that. And you're like, I've been up there a thousand times. Your handprint's on my forehead. I don't care. I don't care. The Lord doesn't care. 
as many times as it takes. Even if it's sickness, it doesn't matter. If we stop believing, come on, if we stop contending, God wants to do it. So I guess some people help me out for the worship spot. I mean, what does it look like? You, you, you might be here and you're like, ah, I just need the gift of healing touched. Really, even that. I just need, Lord, I just put my gifts before you and ask that, Father, they be pure, that everything I do is pure. God's looking for servants producing life. The anointing falls. The anointing will fall on us as we just humble ourselves, as we posture ourselves. Come on, you can start coming. Just start coming. We're just going to lift our hands up to heaven and God will touch. That's what we're going to believe for.